make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. To let's sip and talk with Freema. So today we have on Horace Jenkins, and he's going to share with us his life story. Um, he won the dunk contest in 2001 for the NCAA. Um, on the flyer, say the oldest rookie, but I'm gonna say a more mature rookie to be drafted in the NBA. So he's gonna share with us. He also have a 3D Elite. I think I'm saying that right, but he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Um, drills and skills program. So he's gonna share that with us. Hello, April. He's going to share that with us today. So without further ado, let's bring him on on this Easter Sunday. I hope everybody enjoyed today. And thanks for tuning in. Put the record on the replay. Don't you see how them bitches move their booty? Every time you play this record, smell like coochie. Follow them, screaming like a coupe. Mr. Mina, move my nookie like a hoochie. But I made us say this, but whatever you say. Because you know I'm too cool for you anyway. I'm just a bad bitch, M-I-S, miss. I'ma keep talking shit till you get this. I'ma bust up in a club with no guest list. Them other artists, I keep them all restless. I don't French kiss unless it's 50 cent. Never club, we can share them like the president. Tablo, it's all care, it's irrelevant. I'm heaven sent now. Watch out, do the shit. Oh. I'm really, really hot. Every time I break this drop, radio says I won't stop. Cause I'm killing them. You don't know what you're talking about. You would think I was shook when I come out. My album hit hard when I roll out. Y'all records make a bitch wanna throw them out. And that's no doubt. See, I rock bells. Hell and cool as if it tells, baby, can't you tell? I lick my lips like a male L. And I'm doing it and doing it and doing it well. Straight to the hotel. I'm celibate, so boy, you get no tell. Kiss, kiss, and still, you get nowhere. Just two blue balls down in your underwear. I play unfair. I'm a hot gal. Hot cars and stars and strip bars, it ain't hot if I'm not there. I'm a true player. You can find me up in any record store. Hurry up and get you. <laughs> Look, let me move to the left. Go ahead, let me feel myself. Touch my chest, my sweat. Show the DJs how I shake my breast. Jiggle, jiggle, jangle. Watch how my glutey is dangle. I do a one-two step. Stop! No, I ain't done yet. Everybody in the club go to work. 
tight jeans, crop shirt, short skirts. I'ma rock to the beat till it hurt. I'ma drop it on the street, yeah, you heard. Haters, I flip the bird. Got guns, so what? I ain't scared. I came to boogie and swerve. Hang line, folk, that's my word. Wow, impressive, impressive. You're very fast on the court, I must say. <laughs> so hello and thank you so much for coming on. If you could just tell the viewers a little about yourself. Yes, how you doing, Framer? Um, I'm good, all, how are you? Happy Easter to everyone out there. Happy Easter to you and your family, Framer, and happy Easter to my brother Alan and his family as well. Um, thank, you. thank you guys for um, having me on the show and giving me an opportunity to share my story on you guys' platform or whatever. It's, it's extremely humbling for me. You know, I watch a few of you guys interview with my son and my wife and things of that nature and, you know, the dialogue and, you know, things that you guys share and the 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 um the outlook that you give on a whole different uh perspective of just right. like for me it's truly impressive so i'm happy i'm happy to have this opportunity to be on the platform to share my story um, for i appreciate those you, that for those of you who don't know my name is horace jenkins i'm from elizabeth new jersey born and raised um i was fortunate to play professional basketball for 11 years. Um, and, 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 you know, I, lately I've been speaking on a lot of platforms. And for me, I started to gain a greater appreciation for the journey that I took to, to become a professional and fulfill a lifelong dream of mine, making the NBA. Um, as I said, I was born and raised in Elizabeth. Um, and the funny thing about me making it to the NBA is that anybody from where I'm from, Elizabeth, New Jersey, they mm -hmm. think that I'm actually a better football player than basketball player. Now yeah. I played football and I was I was I was pretty good. I was a pretty good athlete, but I was really, really good in football. But the thing with me in football is that I don't like cold weather. So I oh, think about okay. my freshman my freshman year, first of all, my my first time playing organized ball was in eighth grade because I was football is my first love. My ninth grade year is when I stopped playing football and really started focusing on the basketball. I remember being on the um, football field and just saying it, it was so cold outside that I just said, you know what? I don't love football enough like that to just be standing out here in the cold practicing. So after my freshman year is when I really started to focus on basketball. Now, the like for basketball became a love and that love turned into a, a true passion. You know, okay. so for me, basketball became therapeutic because, for one, it was something that always kept me out of trouble. You know, growing up in the inner city of Elizabeth, it's so many things that can occupy your time and really derail you from, you know, whatever it is that your um, dreams or goals are. But uh, God rest my mom's soul. She said a lot of prayers for me. And, you know, her prayers were very strong because... You know, I never wanted to make a, det um, a detour and to turn it into the wrong things. And I used basketball as an outlet. There was a recreation center 
um, not too right around the corner from the projects that I lived in, and I was just living it, literally living it. And because I spent so much time in it, I started to realize that I be, I started to become a lot better at basketball. And when I started to become a lot better okay. at basketball, that really that really um, just inspired me to really focus on it and elevate. You know, when people start telling you, hey, man, you're pretty good at this or whatever, you start focusing right. more. And it's not like feeding your ego, but it's just like when you hear compliments, it makes you want to continue to hear those compliments. So, you know, I begin to get right, better. Right. I played my ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th grade year. But one of the most humbling experiences for me was that I, I was in I was academically ineligible my senior year in high school. Now I had a I had a few schools that was interested in me going into my senior year, but once I became academically ineligible, those schools kind of backed off because no school was going to be willing to invest a two hundred fifty thousand dollars scholarship in you right. if they can't trust you in a classroom, right? So right. being on the outside looking in was probably the toughest thing for me because not only did I feel like I let myself down, my family down, and my teammates down, but, you know, I lost focus. And it wasn't that I couldn't do the work. You know, I just lost focus. I just, you know, you start feeling yourself a little bit. And right. um, I didn't prioritize things the correct way. I started to put um, athletics before my academics. And it cost me my senior year. But I think that was probably one of the, it's like a gift and a curse because I feel like that was one of the best things that happened to me. Okay. But also the worst things that happened to me because when you're on the outside looking in and having to be on the outside looking in as something that you truly love to do, it, it's like a, it's like a dagger because it's like, wow, I worked so hard to get to this point. And your senior year is supposed to be like your victory lap. And unfortunately, right, right. I took that away from me because. I, I just got lazy in the classroom and any on any progress report, every teacher was speak real highly of me, but I just, you know, I take full accountability of that. And, you know, so now I had to take the longer route, like the, 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 right. alternate route, the scenic route where you go through every exit, which for me, it was probably the best life experience because it taught me a lot about myself. Like, you know, how right. bad do I really want, to overcome, you know, the adversity or the obstacle that I had to face my senior year not playing. So I wound up enrolling to Union County College um, and being out a year away from basketball, I had a really good year, averaged 20 points. The team had a lot of success. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but going into uh, the second semester of my freshman year, I had my I was having my first child. I was 19 oh, okay. and I was, I was still a baby myself. I was young and I don't have any regrets, but once my, once my first son, Hakeem was born, mm -hmm. I was no, I was no longer focused. I was a full-time student. I was working a full-time job and I was, I was, you know, a full-time college athlete. So for me, it was extremely overwhelming. So going mm -hmm. into my sophomore year, I, um, I went to school for, the first semester of my sophomore year, and I realized it was just too much for me. I was trying to juggle so much 
but it's like I'm only one person, right? Right, so right. Be a full time father, work a full time job, be a full time athlete, and and, it, and it's hard to really like with me. One thing about me, if I'm dedicated to something, you're going to get my undivided. I I so I felt like at that time, I wasn't able to fully focus on uh, the athletics. That's, yeah. I wasn't, I just wasn't and, and working. So I thought at that time, after um, my the first semester of my sophomore year in junior college, I just took a leave of absence. Now, this is the part of this journey for me that was the most humbleness because I said that I'd take a, a semester off. That one semester turned into another semester, which was two semesters. Those mm. two semesters turned into three years. So I left school. Really? Really? Right. Wow. But what that helped me do was not only mature, but it helped fully prepare me for what the world was about to throw at me. You know what I'm saying? In terms yeah, of responsibility. Yeah. Now, why why that's important is because I, burdened, I didn't want to put that burden of me being a father or my child on anyone else. Right, so absolutely. Those three years that I was away from school, I stayed in the gym. I was working on my game, playing against top competition, you know, having a lot of success. You know, so there was a lot of people who was telling me, hey, Harsh, you really have to go back to school, man. you got so much talent. Don't waste the opportunity that, that God God's giving you a God-given ability. Don't waste right. that. So I, I, I was always inspired by that. But timing is everything. Wow. So after being out of school for three years, I remember playing in a pro-am. The pro-am is like the top summer league during the summer where the top players, college, pros, they come playing it. And I was a standout, you know. And I say that humbly, not – I'm far from a cocky person, but I'm just saying I was a standout. You just <laughs> but because, It's because I, I stayed in the gym. I always stayed on top of my game. Right. So I was about two weeks from going to finishing my sophomore year in junior college in Maryland. When I played a game in North New Jersey at Branchbrook Park, mm -hmm. my college coach wound up coming to see a guy that was already enrolled into William Patterson University, the, the school that I wound up enrolling into uh, the in December. Of two of 1998, mm -hmm. and it's such a blessing because the game that this college coach came to, I wasn't even going to go to the game because I had a prior engagement that I'd already committed to. So my coach said, "Just come, you can play a half, and you know, then you can leave or whatever." So I wound up coming to the game, and I played the whole game. But the weirdest thing for me was just like I had a. I had my college coach. I had this coach that wasn't my college mm -hmm. coach yet that was at the game, and he didn't take his eye off me. He stared at me the whole game. And it, it made me uncomfortable because I didn't know who it was. Right, right. So after the first half, I had a really, I had a really good first half. I had about 28 points in the first half. And I'm just, I'm just playing my game, having fun, enjoying what I love to do most, and I was just play basketball. So it made me uncomfortable that this one person was staring at me and I didn't know who it was. So uh, right before halftime was ended, when we're in a, we're kind of gathered around getting the game plan together. And I said to one of my teammates, I said, yo, do y'all know this guy? 
And they said, who? Now, I'm in an urban area. That's the hood. So, and, okay. <laughs> and they protect me. So it's kind of like, yo, who, who, who? So they turn around. I'm to the point like this guy, like he's just staring at me the whole game. And like, I, who is this? I don't know if he's a cop, but it was making me real uncomfortable. Right, so, right. One of my teammates said, oh, that's my college coach or whatever. So once he said that, I said, oh, okay. So make a long story short, the game ended. He makes a beeline to me. I wound up having like 40, 45 points. And and he makes a beeline to me. And he said, hey, how you doing? My name is Jose Rebemez. I'm the coach of William Patterson University. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm Horace. He said, hey, listen, I've, I've been around basketball for a long time. And I've never seen a talent such as yours. So I'm kind of, I don't know him. And, you know, to me, it was kind of like blowing smoke. He said, listen, you're a special player. Are you in school? So I told him that I was actually two weeks away from going into a JUCO in Maryland, a junior college in Maryland. JUCO is junior college in Maryland. And he told me, he said, well, listen, if you need any help with getting in school, here's my card. Give me a call. So I took the card. I was like, you know, thank you. Nice to meet you. So I goes home and on the way home, I'm just looking at this card. When I get home, Freeman, and this is in 1998. So cell phones and mm-hmm. none of that was house phones. Right. I call from my house phone and I tell, I call him and his wife pick up the phone and I said, hello, can I speak to Coach Rabimbez? She said, you know, is this Horace? I don't know his wife. Oh, wow. And I said, <laughs> like, yes. Who am I speaking to? She said, oh, this is his wife. He was actually looking forward to your call. He told me if you call to, you know, just take a message. I said, okay, well, just tell him to give me a call. I was calling him because he gave me his card. So I'm in the house and watching TV. Um, And I leave out the house about a half hour after I called him. And my mom called me and said, hey, my mom called me June. She said, June, there's somebody named Jose Rebembez on um, the phone right now. So I get on the phone with him. Him and I talk for maybe an hour. And he said to me, if you're serious about getting to school, I can really help you out. I can get you into William Patterson University, which was in New Jersey. And my son's in New Jersey. Now, mind you, I didn't want to leave too far from my son, but I was pursuing something. I, you know, and when you're chasing something, chasing dreams, sometimes you got to make sacrifices that maybe a little more un- that you don't want to do uncomfortable, which was fine. So he wound up telling me, look, how about I pick you up? I bring you up to William Pass University. You let me know what you think. So he already had in his mind that once I get this guy up in his campus, I'm not letting him leave it. You're so, right. Now, now Freeman, I live in a project. Not too many people just want to pull up there comfortably. He told me he'll pick me up at seven o'clock. Do you know he was outside my projects at 645? Shout out oh, to my wow. coach, Jose Rebemis. The funniest thing is that people, they're out there, they're hustling. So, Right, right. He's a new face. Nobody don't know. Everybody run up to his car, ask him, do he want this? Do he want that? He was like, no, no, thank you. So when I come out, I come out, out my, he calls me at 645. At 630, I'm not even ready. He say I'm outside. So I get outside about 645. I brush my teeth, gather myself, get myself together. And he tells me, um, I'm outside. So I come outside. They're like, yo, June, who is, who is that? And I was just like, nah, that's, that's a college coach, man. You know, it was like, oh, man, you got to let us know. So make a long story short, he brought me up to the university, got me, got me through admissions. I signed my application, every, everything, everything. He brings me to the athletic department. 
Mm-hmm. Every coach in there, athletic director, assistant athletic director, he tells them, this guy right here is going to change the face of our university. Wow. So, Freeman, I don't even know who this guy is, right? Right. And he's right, basically writing a check that he, I have to basically cash now. So when he says <laughs> that, they're all looking at me like, if he's going to change the face of our university, why is he here? Without none of them knowing, knowing my story. Right, right. So they tell me what I have to do. I have to go back to Union County College, the college that I was at mm-hmm. for the year and a half to get my grades right because I, I needed a certain amount of credits. Now, this is going back to my senior year, me being academically eligible and kind of just losing focus and not right. applying myself the way that I had to. So now I'm put in a situation where I have to apply myself, right? In order to become an el- eligible right. to play. To play, college. yeah. This is the best time of my life and the biggest blessing because I got four, four, four A's and one B. Oh, wow. Okay. So this, this goes back to, this goes back to, I didn't apply myself the way that I did my senior year and I was mm-hmm. academically eligible. This opportunity, I wasn't going to let pass. I was out of school right. for two years. So I would literally lock myself in my room, study, do everything. And I, I was never a studied person. You know, I kind of had a good feel for just, you know, what I see, what I saw, what I read. Right. So anyway, I would lock myself in my room. I would do my homework, do everything that I needed to do to to pass. Every one of my professors, because my, my college coach called, checked up on me every day, every day. And he's like, you know, just keep up the good work. So I wound up getting four A's and four B's. I mean, four A's and a B. And I wound up rolling into William Pass University in 1999. Okay. Make a long story short, you know, because, you know, it's so much to the story. We went to two Final Fours National Championship. Um, I'm William Patterson's all-time leading scorer. Two and a half years, I scored 1,972 points. Um, I'm the all-time leader in three-point three-pointers made. Um, I got the winningest percentage of any player. Um, just I got three-time Division Three Player of the Year. Uh, three-time Division Three All-American, first-team All-American. But wow. this was all the hunger that I had from my senior year being taken away from me. Right. And I pretty much prophesied this to people. When I went to Union County to get my grades right, I said, when I get back into school, I'm going to accomplish this, 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 that. Right. And everything that I said to these people, it you came from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, that, but that's nothing but God. I'm a firm believer. Like, God used me as an example with my testimony, right? Right, right. So now when I speak about these things to, to, to clients that I have or to to just when I'm doing motivational speaking or when I'm speaking to certain teams, mm-hmm. I never really realized the impact of my story because it was my life. It was your life, right. You know what I mean? So when yeah. you're in the moment, you don't look at it. I, I Like, I, I can never view things the way maybe the viewers or people that don't know about the story, I can never view it like that because it's me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when certain people come and tell me like, wow, man, this is really inspirational. I spoke in churches. I'm motivational speaking. It's humbling for me 
because it's just like, wow, like this this wasn't the traditional route. You know what I mean? Right, right. Just because one door closes doesn't mean it's the end of the world. There's going to be opportunities out there, but when you get second and third opportunities, you got to take full advantage. You got to take it. A lot of people would have given up. That's why it's so wowing to them to hear your story because out of school for three years and then you went back and basically aced it. You know, that's kind of like somebody be like, whew, they'll get discouraged, you know, knowing that you got to academically do well basically a second time. You know, that's kind of like, whew, so yeah takes a special kind of person for that and you know the the one person god rest my mom so she always believed in me she said she she will always tell me because she, she called me baby boy you're going to make it you're going to make it you got too much talent you work too hard just stay the course don't give up right. don't give up and those words were so powerful for me because my mom was my superhero you know what i mean like yeah she, she, she could do no wrong to me she always she, her prayers were so strong. She would always, you know, make keep me out of the streets and always sacrifice so much to make sure mm-hmm. she gave me every opportunity to become successful. You know, I got two sisters as well, but what she never wanted to do was lose me to the streets. Right. So I never right. To let her down. But she told me, and for me, I, like I said, I was a three-time All-American. I won a slam dunk contest, the only Division Three player wow. there. You know, it, it's just a mentality that I had that I was going to be successful. I wasn't going right. to let like, nobody take that Tell away from me. Right. And I knew that I was living for a bigger purpose because my son was watching. Right. Absolutely. And you had, my, you had my son hock on and you spoke and, you know, just to see when I saw that his level of maturity and the adversity that he's overcome, mm-hmm. you know, he's seen his dad do it. You know what I mean? Right. So he knew, he knew that that I'm, when I get this second opportunity, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to mess it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, now I'm getting highly recruited from the NBA. Um, it's just so much, so much. God, God's timing is something else. Sometimes, Freema, mm-hmm. we want things when we want it, right? Right, right. And we don't appreciate the timing of it sometimes because. If it's not on our time, we kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it ain't going to happen. The one thing I had is patience. I knew it was going to happen. You know what I mean? So I wound up, I was I was coming out in the draft, in the 2001 draft as a number two point guard. I was highly rated, having so much success in these individual workouts, having so much success in these um, pre-drafts. And, you know, being the only Division three player, in this situation, right, and garnering so much respect from my peers, right, they had me. They had me rated, projected, I should say, to be drafted as high as thirteen, which is a lottery pick, and as low as twenty-five. And I was mm-hmm. excited about that. I didn't know about that. I kind of, really yeah, yeah. That. I didn't wow. get drafted. You know what I'm saying? And it was kind of, it deflated. It was demoralizing because I felt, at least that what I put out there was deserving of being drafted. But sometimes business decisions is business decisions. And once I got to the professional level and started understanding the business aspect of things, I realized that my purpose wasn't to go in the NBA right away. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I wound up giving the opportunity to go overseas. The funny thing about it, I never wanted to go overseas. I'm like, my family won't get a chance to play. Don't nobody know. What's going on overseas? 
when I went to Europe, Freema, it was the, the biggest blessing of my life because I got a chance to experience so many different wow. things, a different culture, being in Italy, learning a different language, um, be, becoming accustomed to, to, to people that that's a different ethnicity of me that doesn't even speak my same language. And these people becoming family. And if you're a good basketball player over there, they love you. I'm talking about they love, they treat you like a superstar. So my first year over there, I was so frustrated that I didn't get drafted and I was kind of just angry, kind of at the world. So I had so much animosity towards, you know, me being overlooked and kind of, you know, undermined that I said, when I go over here, I'm a dominator. Lo and behold, my first year overseas, I averaged 31 points. I got the MVP of the league. Um, my team had a lot of success. We finished in third place. We lost in the semifinals of the playoffs, and that's due to one of our key players getting injured. But what was lost, I now found. Now, th those people that probably doubted me started to see, like, wow, this, this kid really is as advertised. So my second year, I wound up playing in Italy again, having really good success, went to the Final Four, lost in the semifinals or the playoffs or whatever. The team finished the, the second. Um, we finished the second place, the highest that team's ever finished in, uh, in the club's history. And I wound up getting a, a pretty good contract my second year, which was in Rome, Italy. And my third year, I went to um, Athens, Greece. So the, the biggest blessing for me, my first year I was in Milan. My second year I was in Rome, Italy. My third year I was in Athens, Greece. Now, each one of those are like major cities in those countries. So I got a chance to be, you know, kind of spoiled by opportunities that I didn't even want to be a part of at first, right? But it wound up becoming the best experience for me because I was playing so well when I was in Greece, when I went to Greece, that the Detroit Pistons would come every week to, to keep tabs on a guy that they drafted the year before I got to Athens, Greece, and they just seen me just standing out. And I say that to say this. Every time you step on a court, every time mm -hmm. a light, whether it's an interview, there's always somebody watching. So it's, it's important to always be on top of your game because you just never know. You really never know who's watching. This whole time I'm over there and playing for right. the second score in the Euro League, I had no idea that Detroit was watching me. They wound up bringing me to Summer League and signing me, you know, kind of drafting me and signing me to a free agent mm -hmm. deal. And Freeman, let me tell you something. I've had the birth of my children, me being, um, me marrying my wife. Right. Um, and and making my mom proud of me is three of the biggest things that yeah. in my life that I feel that I accomplished. Absolutely. But making it to the NBA and fulfilling a lifelong dream of mine, something that I set out as a kid. Like when you're young, you say, I'm going to make it to the NBA. But you really don't understand like the work that it takes to get there and how it's a 3% in wow. the world that makes it there. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So for me to be able to fulfill a lifelong dream with the journey that I had to take that to get you, there, yeah, the long route, it was that's so, amazing. It was so, it was such a blessing for me because it's just like, like wow, 
all this hard work, the sacrificing, me leaving school for three years, getting back into school, that's God's, that's God's comment, right? That's yeah. God's comment. Because my testimony, now that I'm able to share this on the platforms that I'm sharing it on, I appreciate it more, but I realize my purpose now. You right. Yeah, like, definitely. There's so many people out there that's experiencing maybe a similar situation, not maybe exactly the same as mine. And they probably get to the point where they want to give up. And sometimes when I share my story, I has I had a person tell me, like, you know what? I was at a fork in the road where I really wanted to just give up. But hearing your story has inspired me so much that I know I'm going to make it right now. Now, when you hear things like that, it's so humbling. So now when I get a chance to share my story, I start to gain even a greater appreciation the way you guys look at it. You know what I mean? Because now that I'm away from the game, it's just like, wow. You know, so many people come up to me and, you know, I wound up having an 11-year career, so much success. A lot of MVPs, a lot of um, scoring titles and and things of that nature. But the accolades is so rewarding because of the sacrifices that I made and the obstacles and adversity that I had that I was faced up against. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah, definitely. So so overcoming all that has helped me become the man that I am today. So now, like my children. They, they they understand it. They read it. My kids are inspired by that. My kids are getting so many compliments from their friends. Like, you know, once you make it in the NBA, you become like a, uh, a iconic figure to everyone. You know, all little kids. You know what I mean? So now I realize that I'm in this position. I have a voice that, that can garner their undivided attention. I have to use this to my advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm, I, I mentor kids. I'm, I'm a motivational speaker uh, now. I, um, I started my own AAU program, which is a nonprofit organization, because I love working with kids. I have my own business where uh, I, I train kids basketball. Um, I, my, my 3D elite okay. training. Um, and it's, 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 I realize my purpose now because the impact that I'm having on kids and the success that I'm able to have on helping them become better young men and women, it's not about them making an MBA, but giving them a blueprint to what it takes to just overcome adversity to have success. Because let's face it, in the real world, we all face so many different obstacles, right? Some, some are tougher than others. And sometimes right. people like, like it's overwhelming. But, you know, me sharing my story with them and, and just telling them, you can become whatever it is that you want to become. Don't never allow nobody to deny you what you, whatever your dreams and aspirations are. And it's just been such a blessing, man, because these kids have uh, sparked so much joy into my life. You know what I'm saying? And my purpose is to lead by example and be their example and be their voice of reason. Exactly. And some of the some of the compliments that I get from some of the parents of the kids that I deal with, it just it, it really lets me it motivates me more to strive even further to become, you know, even more successful at what I, what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? So my, my, my purpose, right, is right. Like, it's a blessing for me. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so humble and I'm blessed. And, and I thank you guys so much for allowing me to share this because, you know, it's, it, it was a long road. 
But the alternate route for me has helped groom me into such a better man, a better mentor, a better father, a better husband, a better friend, a better brother, a better uncle. You, you know what I'm saying? And and it's just when you start to right. realize sometimes we don't realize our purpose of life until we hit maybe our 30s. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes 40. You get what I'm saying? So I'm just blessed, man. And I, I'm, I'm really inspired to continue to strive to even be better than what I am today. Right. And it was a little choppy at the end, but I know you mentioned it that, uh, you know, this was your passion and now you're giving back, you right. know, to the youth. And I know it wows them to hear your story. Do you ever get like, whoa, you know, or, you know, even from the older people that I can make it, you know, have right. anyone ever came to you and said, you make me feel like there is, you know, hope because that's that's a major, you know, story that you're giving us because, Wow, I'm impressed. I must say, because like I said, three years being out and and you succeeded, you still did it. You were motivated. It's great that you're motivating others. It really is. Freeman, you know what? And I'm happy that you said that because if not every day, every other day, somebody that meets me, somebody that I come in contact with or, you know, I start to engage conversation with or read my story or somebody that I'm training a parent. Mm -hmm. Every other day, someone comes to me and tell me exactly what you just said. How you inspire, how, how I inspired right. them to give up. How I gave them so much hope. And like, you know, when you, when you hear that, that's a different type of compliment. You know, it overrides, it makes everything that yeah. I did worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, when I hear these compliments for me, it's so humbling. And my wife, she just, she, my wife will always say to me, like, babe, do you realize your story, how phenomenal your story is? And I, like, sometimes I don't, but now, Seriously. like, with the, with the overwhelming, um, compliments that I've been getting, I just want to tell you guys firsthand, I'm actually in the process of doing a documentary on my life, on my whole life story, because it's so much more. Freeman that mm -hmm. I, I probably haven't gotten into that it will probably need a part two like just ins and outs and, and, and peaks and, and valleys and you know right. low points and high points that, that, that I just would love to share to get people to understand that life is life is a marathon right it's not a sprint sometimes we want success too fast mm -hmm. and I think sometimes when you become successful too fast you don't appreciate it Sometimes in order to in order to become successful, failures is a part of success, right? In order to become successful, right. anybody that's become successful, they failed at something. But the failures is the best teacher that you can get, the best experiences that you can get. So like I I'm just at the point now where like I really want to focus on my documentary, get my documentary at, to the masses. And I'm going to do a book as right. well. So there's so much insight and detailed things that we didn't get a chance to speak about. And like I said, I would love to be on here for uh, a part two to speak post-basketball career and just a lot of other things from a basketball perspective that I didn't speak about. Because sometimes I think a lot of people, like I'm a humble person, like I don't never like to toot my own horn or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
but I do enjoy sharing my story, you know. So, but it, it, there's so much more that I want to get into. And but I also want you guys to look forward to uh, my, my documentary, which yeah, I, I'm man. really going to take my time and I'm going to dedicate that to my mom because that's something, mm. God rest her soul, that's something that she always tell me, like, baby, you need to do this. You, you, you really need to do a story about your life. And I just didn't, like I, I was in a moment I didn't really, you know, understand the significance of it because it, it was my everyday life. But now. Right. You know, but now, definitely. Because I'm speaking on these platforms and I, I, I've gained a great appreciation for the things that I've had success with. I'm so looking forward to, to this. And I'll keep you posted, Freeman, where you can, you yeah, can keep, definitely. You can, you can keep uh, people updated, you know, and, and there's so much more, man. So I really want to um, really want to give you guys so much more to yeah. my life. These are definitely the type of, you know, stories that I love to hear, that I love to have on because it's all about inspiring each other. You know, we learn from one another. And and this is something awesome that, you know, it's it can happen. You get what I'm saying? That's what it leads to. It can happen for you. You just got to put your mind to it. You got to be willing to put in that work. That that that's so, so love. I would love that's yeah. so true that you, what you said because sometimes sometimes we want to cheat the process, right? Right. You know, like the process, right. The process sometimes is a long process, but sometimes mm-hmm. we want the shortcut. But you yep. know what, Freema? The shortcut is going to put you right back in the place that you started. You, started. you know what I'm saying? Yes. The levels of the process, it teaches you values about life, right? So Absolutely. when you get into certain situations, you appreciate it that much more because Anything somebody just gives to you, at the snap of a finger, they can take it away. Right. When you go through that process and you earn, nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can take it from you. What I've been able to accomplish, I earned that. earned that. Nobody earned that. Yes. Nothing was handed to me. And I take full accountability for being academically eligible, whatever, from, you know, me not giving myself the the best chance. But... It's the best thing that happened to me because Absolutely. without that, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know what I'm saying? My do you ever today. do you ever look back and say, because you know, we, we always think about the what ifs or right, right, if right, this right. would have happened. Right. Do you ever right. think back? Because like you said, you just wasn't fully there. You right. know, back in high, you know, in high school, you didn't apply yourself. Do you think if it was handed to you, would you have made it as far as you did now if it was just handed to you? I don't think so. Without yeah. no doubt in my mind, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't have made it, you know, because now because it was you wouldn't have valued it. You I know? Would, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have valued it. You know, mm-hmm. you value something so much more when you have to work for you it. Work for you it. And like people don't understand the extensive hours I spent in the gym perfecting my craft. There was days I got up, I was sore, I didn't want to go. But I took my ass to the gym. Excuse my mouth, but I took my ass yeah. to the gym because right. I, I knew what I wanted to become. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Yes. Now when you start to become the best in your city, the best in your county, the best in your state. And I'm from New Jersey. There's a lot of talent. And for a long period of time, a lot of people view me as one of the better players in New Jersey. And for me, like it was humbling. Like when you start getting that type, those type of accolades and comp- 
it feeds your hunger for more success. More, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make you want to fight harder. Right, 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 right. So I'm, Prima, I'm just, God has blessed me with so many opportunities. And because I got a strong belief in God, you know, when I made it to that NBA, I got on my knees, I prayed, Mm -hmm. and I just said, you know, God, I didn't understand why you put me through this, but now I do understand the reason you put me through this. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, like, I remember there was a time when I was wearing NBA players' jersey. Mm -hmm. And then it became a time where friends of my family and people that I know was wearing my NBA jersey. Your jersey. (laughs) Yes. like that that is so humbling because that's what you represent that that last name on your jersey that's you that's what you represent and the one of the one of my biggest accomplishments Freeman, I, and I just got to share this i remember playing the video games and creating mm-hmm. myself a, when i first saw myself on nba uh live 2006 Wow. It was so surreal because it's just like, like, wow, that's me. From the tattoo on my arm to just, <laughs> like, it, it was so, but for me, from now my son's a little older mm-hmm. and all his friends are playing with me. Man, I use your dad. Your dad is so good on the game. And he became an instant hero, you know, because everybody, wow. you know, your dad is in the NBA. So it was just like, all of that a- adversity that I faced and those obstacles that I had to overcome was so, so well worth it. Yeah. It was so, so well worth it. Wow. And I'm forever grateful that God uh, placed that journey upon me that I went Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Because, like you said, I value it so much more now. And I've gained such appreciation of myself. You know what I mean? Right. And he gave you the strength to handle all of that. You know, he gave you the strength to study and, you know, put yourself in a space, a mental space to make sure you did what you had to do to achieve those goals. So it is amazing. Very much so. Wow. So, man. um, I I love it. I love it. Talk to Alan about us having a part two because it's so much. Definitely. It's so much more that I can, I, I can enlighten you guys on and just kind of bring you into my world or whatever and kind of really get you kind of a little more in depth with the, my documentary and what's going to be on there. And I would love the, it. The, the things that really kind of inspired me and the things that kind of really broke me and about about my, my book or whatever. And, you know, I'm excited about it. So yeah, the, te- I'm excited the technicalities too. was difficult at first, but it's all guys common. It's all guys Yeah, common. definitely. For the people that view it in, Truly, truly, thank you guys. You know, I hope if one person can be inspired by it or whatever, if any one of you guys want my uh, on Instagram, it's OJ15. On Instagram, my business page is Horace Jenkins Elite Training. On Facebook, my regular name, Horace Jenkins, and I also have a Horace Jenkins 3D Elite Training Facebook page. And you want to just kind of subscribe, follow me, or anything like nature. Open to it. I'll give Freeman and Alan my information. If you guys want to just reach out, it's kind of, you know, just, just, just top it up and just share it out. I'm completely open yeah. with that. But um, like I said, Freeman, please work on doing this part two because it's a lot more. Unfortunately, you know, my phone's on 5%, so I don't want to, I, I don't want to, 
the I know, just died. ended abruptly. You know, yeah. To, I thank you guys so much. Very much. I thank you so much. I'm going to continue to support you. I'm going to continue to do what you do. You uplift a lot of people and you bring a lot of light to a lot of situations. Yes, and, and that's my life. goal. Um, that's my goal. You know, like, learn from once each we get other. Part two, we'll get together. I'm going to talk to you through Alan, but okay. to all the people that you, thank you guys so much. I, I truly Thank you. Thank you. I'm extremely humble. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I to be able to speak on your platform, and I wish you nothing but success. God I really appreciate you. that. I appreciate it, and thank you so much for coming on and sharing that, because I know it touched somebody. You know, somebody's going to tell somebody your story, so we definitely have to do a part two, you know, because like you said, it's much more, um, but I know your battery's about to die, and I don't want to just end it so crazy, so thank you so much for coming on, Horace. No Y'all be looking for that part two. We're definitely going to make that happen, and hey, it may be a part three, too, but as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, Peace and love. All right.